the British Broadcasting Corporation, in association with the Five Star Theater, proudly presents the Marx Brothers in Flywheel, Shyster, and Flywheel. <laughs> Flywheel, Shyster, and Flywheel. Miss Dimple speaking. No, Mr. Flywheel isn't in yet. He's in court. Thank you. Miss Dimple, I need to call the White House. Oh, Mr. Flywheel, I thought you... Never mind that. Get President Hoover on the phone. There's a picture of me in the police station, and it doesn't do me justice. (laughs) It makes me look like my father. In fact, it is my father. (laughs) Never mind calling the president. Just find out what the reward is. I've got some letters for you to sign. Not now, not now. I've had a big day in court. What was the case? Disorderly conduct, but I think I'll get off. <laughs> Why shouldn't I? She hit me first. Mr. Flywheel, you hit a woman? Well, she was my size. <laughs> Smaller. Besides, if it weren't for my own arrests, I'd never get a case. Any calls? Yes. Your creditors have been calling all morning. They said they're tired of phoning and something will have to be done. All right, we'll do something. We'll have the phone taken out. Okay. There's a good girl. Your salary is raised $10. Thank you, Mr. Flywheel. It's nothing at all. Say, how about lending me that 10 till payday? But, Mr. Flywheel, I haven't been paid in weeks. Besides, you overlooked the thing. I've overlooked plenty around here. A fine stenographer you are. What do you do with your time? The floors aren't washed, the windows aren't cleaned, and my pants aren't even pressed. Enough of this small talk. Where's that ten dollars? I haven't a penny. Who's asking for a penny? If I wanted a penny, I could go to my baby's bank, if I had a baby. I'm going into my office now. If the phone rings, don't answer it. It may be a wrong number. Come in. Hello? My name's Emmanuel Ravelli. Is the boss in? He's busy. Have you got a card? Sure, but I take another one. I want to see the boss. What do you want to see him about? Well, you see, lady, I want to get a divorce. Mr. Flywheel's a very busy man. I'll have to fill out a report. Let's see. Any children? Sure. Six, maybe seven. I know see very good. <laughs> and then we got a the new little baby. A new little baby? Is it a boy or a girl? I don't know. He no speak yet. <laughs> How long have you been married? Oh, I'm not married. My brother, he's a married. Oh, he wants a divorce. Oh, no, he don't want a divorce. He likes his wife. He's a happy, but I think he's a little bit crazy. You mean you want him to divorce his wife just because you don't like her? No, lady, I like her. She's a nice girl, but she's a not a very good cook. Well, does your brother complain? No, he's a no complain. He eats out. <laughs> well, why don't you eat out? Well, you see, lady, I can't afford it. I no got a job. Why don't you get a job? All right. Never mind the divorce. I'll take the job. Oh. Well, I'll have to talk to Mr. Flywheel. Take a seat. Mr. Flywheel? Well, did you get the ten bucks? No. <laughs> but there's a man out here who wants to talk to you about a job. Tell him I'll take it. 
But I won't work for less than $20 a week. No, he wants a job here. Oh, he wants a job. Oh, I think I can put him to work. Oh, I don't want to work. I just want a job. How about... <laughs> How about references? Ah, oh, that's all right. You don't need no references. I like your face. And I like your face. If it is a face. <laughs> Say, you look exactly like a fellow I used to know by the name of Emmanuel Ravelli. Are you his brother? I am Emmanuel Ravelli. You're Emmanuel Ravelli? I'm Emmanuel Ravelli. No wonder you look like him. <laughs> well, I still insist there's a resemblance. <laughs> he thinks I look alike. Well, if you do, it's a tough break for both of you. Hey, we no speak about money. That suits me fine. If you promise not to say anything about it, I won't mention it either. All right, but I gotta have more money. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you $6 a week and you can bring your own lunches. Well, I don't know. I'll go even further than that. I'll give you $6 a week and you can bring lunch for me, too. That's no good. I can't live on $6 a week. You can't live on $6 a week? That'll make me very happy. You're hired. Hey, when do I start? Well, it's one o'clock. If you start now, you can be back here at three with the lunch. This is ridiculous, Miss Dimple. I sent Ravelli out over an hour ago for lunch, and he's not back yet. How long can it take to steal cheese from a rat trap? That's probably him now. I beg your pardon? Ravelli, you've changed. <laughs> There's something different about you. No, don't tell me. Let me guess. I know you've grown a beard. Now run along and tie your dog up outside. Ask for no dog, ask for me, boss. Oh, so that's you, Ravelli. Well, run along and tie your woman up outside. <laughs> hey, Mr. Flywheel, this is a Mrs. Thorndike. She want to see you. Is this a detective agency? A detective agency? Madam, if there is anything in it for me, this is Scotland Yard. <laughs> this man told me he was taking me to a detective bureau. Ah, you're cuckoo. I did not. You stopped me in the hall. You say you want a detective. I say you go see Flywheel. You say, all right, well, here's a Flywheel. Aren't you a detective? My time is money. It is? Could you lend me ten minutes for lunch? <laughs> How about half an hour for the rent? For the last time, are you a detective? Madam, for the first time, I'm a detective. Well, you don't look much like a detective to me. That's the beauty of it. See, I had you fooled already. Is this man who brought me in a detective, too? Sure, I'm a detective. I prove it. Lady, you lose anything today? Why, I don't think so. Oh, heavens, my handbag has disappeared. Here it is. <laughs> Where did you find it? Right here, in my pocket. Isn't he marvelous, madam? He has the nose of a bloodhound. And his other features aren't so bad, either. <laughs> Why, just last week, he followed a woman clear across town on a case. Sure. Next time I take a taxi, it's a quicker. <laughs> well, I must admit, that does sound very impressive. You're just the man I'm looking for. You're looking for us? Say, are you a detective? Oh, no, no, you misunderstand. You see, my daughter is getting married tomorrow. Oh, your daughter's getting married. I love those old-fashioned girls. We're having a... Big wedding reception at Thorndike Manor. Say, never mind that. Can I interest you in a ticket for the fireman's ball? It's a five-dollar ticket, but it's yours for a buck and a half. Why, I... Uh, this is last year's ticket. I know it is, but I had a better show last year. <laughs> As I was saying, we're having a big wedding reception, and I want you to come out tomorrow afternoon and keep an eye on my wedding present. It's a priceless Rembrandt, and I want to make sure it's not stolen. How much do you pay us? You know, it's a very hard work not to steal nothing. Would you take 
dollars. I think that would be adequate. Adequate? I ought to quit the last job I had for taking fifty dollars. <laughs> I'll be looking for you tomorrow. Goodbye, gentlemen. Well, Bosch, I think we got a fine job. Ravelli, I think I've underrated you. From now on, I'll just think of you as a halfwit. How's your fine, boss? <laughs> Jumping Jupiter, we're ruined. We're sunk. What's the matter, boss? We forgot to get the address from Mrs. Thorndike. Don't get excited, boss. I know where her address is. You do? Sure, it's in her address book. Which is in her handbag, genius. Sure, which is in my pocket. Welcome to Thorndike Manor. I'm so pleased you got here at last. Well, we had trouble with a car. Oh, that's too bad. Was it serious? No, the copy couldn't prove we stole it. (laughs) (coughs) Ah, here's my butler. Meadows, these are the detectives I told you about. Oh, so you've been discussing us with the servants behind our backs. Uh, Meadows, take these gentlemen's hats and coats and show them whether to guard the Rembrandt. Very good, my lady. Very good, my eye. Who's going to guard our hats and coats while we guard the painting? That's all right. I don't want to lose this coat. It don't belong to me. It belonged to a friend of mine. Oh, you've got a friend, have you? Where is he? He's looking for his coat. <laughs> well, Meadows will take care of you. Oh, dear. I'm all so nervous at weddings. I'm really not myself today. You're not yourself, huh? Well, whoever you are, you're no bargain. Meadows? You attend to these gentlemen and show them their duties. I really must buy now. Well, mind the chandelier when you take off. In here, gentlemen. This is the painting here. Never mind about the painting. We want to see where is the kitchen. Ravelli, what will Meadows think of you? Where were you brought up? Hey, don't you remember? I was brought up in the elevator. Where are you? (laughs) Don't mind him, Meadows. He hasn't been the same since his hat fell out of a four-story window. His hat fell out of a window, sir. I don't understand. He was wearing it at the time. <laughs> now, Meadows, let's get down to business. Have you seen any suspicious-looking characters around here today? That is, besides yourself. Oh, no, sir. All the guests are close friends of the bride and grooms. Uh, now, if you'll excuse me, I have to leave you now. Please watch the painting carefully. Well, Ravelli, let's get to work. You sit in this chair and watch the presents, and I'll lie down over here and watch you. That's a fine, but who's going to watch you? I never thought of that. Ravelli, this job is getting to be too big for two men. Maybe we ought to get an assistant. That's a fine, too, but who's going to watch the assistant? Right again, Ravelli. That's two rights in a day, so you must be wrong. But you leave me no choice. I'll have to let the assistant go. Oh, I know he's been with the firm a long time, but... Times are hard, and so's this floor, come to that. Hey, boss, you can't just fire a guy like that. Maybe he's a god of the wife and kids. Well, all right, I won't fire him, but only because I don't know what he looks like. You can't fire a guy if you don't know what he looks like. Say, maybe he's here anyway. Why, that shirker, if he's here, why isn't he helping us? Because he's out there enjoying the party, that's why. How do you like that? You give your guy a job, and right away he repays you by partying all the time. Propelli, there's only one thing to do in a situation like this. What's to that, boss? Join the party. <laughs> watching my Rembrandt. Oh, we don't have to watch it no more. We know what it looks like. <laughs> well, it had better be safe. I can't worry about it now. Signor Alberto Bertolini, the world-famous concert pianist who was to have played specially for my daughter this afternoon, has come down with food poisoning. 
Hey, must have been something he ate. No, how can I possibly replace him at this late hour? Hey, that's easy. I used to be a musician. You used to be a musician? Sure. Have you had any experience? You bet. For 15 years, I'm a musician. Really? What did you used to get an hour? Well, for playing, I got $10 an hour. Mm-hmm. What did you get for not playing? $12 an hour. <laughs> That's more like it. Now, for rehearsing, I make a special rate. $15 an hour. What do you get for not rehearsing? Nah, you couldn't afford it. <laughs> you see, if I know rehearse, I know play, and that drums into money. What would you want to run into an open manhole? Just for the cover charge. We'll drop in sometime. Sure. Well, I guess we clean that up. No, we don't clean that up. Now, let's see how we stand. Flat-footed. Yesterday, I didn't come. That cost the Mrs. Thorndike $300. Today, I did come. That's a hundred you owe her. Tomorrow, I leave. That's worth about... A million dollars. Yeah, that's all right for me, but what about you? Listen, everybody... Uh, quiet, please. Signor Emmanuel Ravelli has kindly agreed to play for us at very short notice. Uh, Signor Ravelli's first selection will be Somewhere My Love Lies Sleeping with a male chorus. <laughs> Get near a song, play it. I can't think of a finish. That's strange. I can't think of anything else. You know what I think? I think I went past it. If you come round again, jump off. It's no good. I can't find it. Well, I'll help you look. You take the low notes, and I'll take the high notes. And I'll be in Scotland before ye. Nah, I gotta wait for inspiration. You wouldn't consider hush money, would you? <laughs> well, I've got good news for you, Mrs. Thorndyke. The man's here for the piano. that painting. Madam, I couldn't stand being alone in that room. I just had to have an look at you. Now that I've had that look, I can hardly wait to get back to the painting. Why, Mr. Flywheel. Come now, Mrs. Thorndyke. You're one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. And that's not saying much for you. <laughs> oh, Mr. Flywheel, I simply love the things you say. And I love the things you say. And uh, I know you'll think me a sentimental old softy, but uh, would you give me a lock of your hair? Now, now, Mr. Flywheel. I'm letting you off easy. I was going to ask for the whole wig. <laughs> well, uh, we'll discuss that later. <laughs> it's too bad you can't join us now for refreshments, but maybe some evening you'd like to have me for dinner. Have you for dinner? <laughs> Want to get food poisoning like the piano player? <laughs> Mrs. Thorndike. Mrs. Thorndyke. Is there no privacy here? Why, Meadows, what's the matter? The Rembrandt. It's gone. We've been robbed. Robbed? Where's Ravelli? Quick, find Ravelli. Here I am, boss. 
How are you making out? Listen, Ravelli, I thought I told you to watch the painting. That's what I was adjusted to doing now. There you are, Mrs. Thorndyke. You have nothing to worry about. <laughs> I beg pardon, madam. Yes, Meadows? Perhaps we should inform the police. Ah, yes, the police. Oh, so that's your game, Mrs. Thorndyke. Well, you can't shut me up. But Mr. Flywheel... Never mind, your attorney will hear about this. Ravelli, take a letter. I'll show this dame a thing or three. Ravelli, on second thoughts, take dictation. I am taking it, boss. Read me what you have. Uh, never mind. Take this, uh, Honorable Charles D. Vashislegel. Here are Vashislegel, 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 and McCormick. Semicolon. How do you spell semicolon? <laughs> Make it a comma. Um, dear Elsie. No, never mind, Elsie. You want to meet the scratch, Elsie? Well, if you enjoy that sort of thing. <laughs> quite all right with me. However, you better take it up with Elsie. Now, begin this way, Ravelli. Honorable Charles D. Vashislegel, care of Vashislegel, 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 and McCormick. Gentlemen, question mark. <laughs> hey, you want that in the letter? No, put it in an envelope. <laughs> in, uh, in R.E. Yours of the Fifth Inst., yours to hand, and in reply, I wish to state that the judiciary expenditures of this year, i.e., have not exceeded the fiscal year, brackets, this procedure is problematical. Quotes, unquotes, and quotes. Hoping this finds you, I beg to remain... Hoping this finds him where? Well, let him worry about that. <laughs> Hoping this finds you, I beg to remain as of March 20th, cordially, respectfully, regards. That's all, Ravelli. Well, Mrs. Thorndyke, this will show you where I get off. Now, Ravelli, read me what you have. Okay. Honorable Charles D. Vassarslegel, care of Vassarslegel, Vassarslegel, and McCormick. You left out a Vassarslegel. The main one, too. <laughs> You just took one over on me, didn't you, eh? All right, leave it out and put in a windshield wiper instead. No, make it three windshield wipers and one Vasher Schlegel. Go on with the reading. Okay. Dear Elsie, scratch. I won't do it all, Ravelli. The way you've got it, you've got McCormick scratching Elsie. Turn that around and have Elsie scratch McCormick. You better turn McCormick around too, Ravelli, and see what she can do for me. All right, I read some more. Gentlemen, question mark. Well, go on. Well, after that, boss, you said a lot of things I don't think was important, so I left them out. <laughs> so you just left them out, eh? You left out the body of the letter, that's all. Yours not to reason why, Ravelli. All right, send it that way and tell them the body will follow. Closely followed by yours. Hey, boss, you wanted the body in brackets. No, it'll never get there in brackets. Put it in a box and mark it for Gilly. Mark it what? Mark it for Gilly. F-R-A-G. Look it up, Ravelli. Look under Fragile. Well, that's going to make a dandy letter. I want you to make two carbon copies of that and throw the original away. And when you get through with that, throw the carbon copies away. Just send a stamp, airmail. That's all. Mr. Flywheel. Now what's the matter? This theft has come as a great blow to everybody. I intend to offer a reward of $5,000 for the painting's safe return. Hey, you don't got to worry, lady. Everything's going to be all right. You just let me and my boss work on this case for 24 hours, and then we'll call in somebody else. 24 hours? Oh, I'd better have the servants make up rooms for you. Fine. Now, you wouldn't happen to have a duplicate of the painting, would you, Mrs. Thorndyke? I'd like to examine it for clues. Why, yes. I had an exact copy made to replace the one I'm giving to my daughter. Follow me. It's in the study. Well, there it is, Mr. Flywheel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I thought, the criminal left his mark behind. Find this guy Rembrandt, and there's your criminal. <laughs> Rembrandt is dead. What? Rembrandt is dead? Then it's murder. 
Now we've got something. Ravelli, isn't there something that strikes you very funny about this picture? Yeah. <laughs> come, come, it isn't as funny as all that. Did you ever see a tree like the one in this picture? That's an old tree. That's a spinach. It can't be spinach. Where's the egg? Well, it could be spinach. Look at all that sand around there. Nope, you're right, boss. That's a coleslaw. Coleslaw? Did you ever see coleslaw like that? Sure, I got a coleslaw on my mouth. I don't want any of your lip. <laughs> Say, this is a left-handed painting. Look at the signature. You're right. It's in the right-hand corner by the cabbage. Well, this is either a left-handed painting or a vegetable dinner. Now, in order to solve the mystery, all we got to do is find a left-handed person who painted it. In a case like this, the first thing we got to do is find a motive. Now, what could have been the motive of the guys who swiped the Rembrandt? Uh, I got it, boss. Uh-huh. Robbery. <laughs> morning, madam. Did you spend a pleasant night? Oh, Meadows, I couldn't sleep for worrying about that Rembrandt. Oh, the humiliation, being robbed when I was entertaining so many prominent guests. I still feel, madam, that we should call the police. The police? But Mr. Flywheel is one of our most eminent criminologists. He told me so himself. Even now, he is hard at work on the case. Yes, madam. Oh, by the way, Meadows... Where is he? Mm, out horseback riding. Uh, I believe he's coming in now. Oh, good morning, Mr. Flywheel. Why, what in the world are you looking for? I lost my horse. <laughs> he, he slipped right out from between me. I had my feet in the syrups, too. I don't know how he got away. I don't care either, but I lost the bits you loaned me. No, oh, that's all right. I can get you another bit. Well, that'll be two bits I owe you. <laughs> Mr. Flywheel, I hope you've not been too distressed by last night's unfortunate experience. You mean the dinner you served? Well, it wasn't much worse than the lunch. No, I mean the painting that was stolen. Was there a painting stolen? I haven't seen the paper in weeks. Are you sure you're in the right house? Where's my assistant, Ravelli? Here I am, boss. Hey, lady, you know worry. We soon solve the mystery. She thinks it's a mystery now. Wait till she sees it tomorrow. Well, I'm relying on you to come up with the results, Mr. Flywheel. Now I must see to my other guests. Come, Meadows. Yes, madam. Now listen, Ravelli, there's a $5,000 reward on offer, and it's ours if we can just find the stolen Rembrandt. And I know just how to do it. You gotta do like a Sherlock Holmes. You gotta get what are they call the clues. First do you say to yourself, what have you got? And the answer come right back. Something was stolen. Then you say to yourself, what was stolen? And the answer come right back. The painting. Say, what are you, a ventriloquist? <laughs> now you say to yourself, who stole the painting? And the answer come right back. Somebody in this house. So far, I'm right, eh, boss? Well, it's pretty hard to be wrong if you keep answering yourself all the time. <laughs> now, you take other clues and you put them together. And what do we got? The painting was stolen. Where was it stolen? In this house. Who stole it? Somebody in this house. Now, to find the painting, all we got to do is go to everybody in this house and ask them if they took it. <laughs> That's what do you call a brain, eh, boss? You know I could rent you out as a decoy for duck hunters. <laughs> Just suppose, Ravelli, nobody in the house took the painting. Then we go to the house next door. <laughs> well, suppose there isn't any house next door. Well, then, of course, we gotta build one. <laughs> well, now you're talking. 
What kind of house do you think we ought to put up? Well, I tell you my idea. I think we build us something nice and small and comfortable. Well, that's the way I feel about it. I, I don't want anything elaborate. Just a little place I can call home and, and tell the wife I won't be back for dinner. <laughs> of course, I draw some plans here on the table. What do you say we build a right about the there? No, I think I'd like something over here if I could get it. I don't like Junior crossing the tracks on his way to reform school. <laughs> we got something over here. And believe me, that's a very convenient. Look, all you have to do is open the door, step outside, and there you are. There you are where? Outside. <laughs> well, suppose you want to get back in again. Ah, uh, you had no right to go out. Well, that's a quarter I owe you. Now, all we got to do is find the painting. Ah, uh, that's where my detective brain comes in. We got to hurry and build the house because I think of the painting she's inside. <laughs> Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm not getting enough sleep these days. <laughs> Let me take a look at those plans. Say, maybe the Rembrandt's in the cellar. That's no cellar, that's the roof. That's the roof way down there? Sure, you see, we keep the roof in the basement so when the rain comes, the chimney, he should no get wet. <laughs> now, what do you say? Are you ready to sign the lease? Well, it's a little abrupt. I'd like to discuss it with my husband. Could you come back this evening? Are you married? Didn't you see me sewing on little things? Well, I've got a girl as big as you are. Well, get me one. How about the painting, Ravelli? Oh, we take care of that. I think the kitchen should be white, the dining room should be green. No, I'm not talking about the kitchen. I mean the painting, the painting that was stolen. Don't you remember that? No, I'm a stranger around here. Well, who do you think I am? One of the early settlers? <laughs> Don't you remember that Mrs. Thorndyke lost a valuable Rembrandt oil painting worth $100,000? No, but I've seen you someplace before. <laughs> Well, I don't know where I was, but I won't go there again. <laughs> hey, boss, it come to me like a flash. You'll know what happened to this painting. This painting wasn't stolen. No? This painting disappeared. And you know what make it disappear? Moths. Moths eat it. Left-handed moths. That's my solution. Well, I wish you were in it. <laughs> you say that left-handed moths at the painting, eh? You know I'd buy you a parachute if I thought it wouldn't open. Uh, I already got a parachute. Why didn't you clap the good ones? <laughs> well, I've taken an awful lacing here tonight. We solved it, though. You solved it. The painting was eaten by a left-handed moth. I don't know how I overlooked it. Ah, uh, you know, we did a good day's work. How do you feel? Tired? Maybe you ought to lie down for a couple of years. No, I stick it up. Mr. Flywheel! Mr. Flywheel! Hey, it's Mrs. Thorndyke. We asked her for the reward. Gentlemen? Question mark. Something amazing has happened. Oh, we don't care about that. We just to find out what happened to the picture. The moths at the picture. So you give us the $5,000 reward. Give you $5,000 reward? Why, the picture was just found in the trunk of your car. I hate to say this, but I suspect you stole the Rembrandt. All right, then I take $3,000 reward. Why, of all the impudence, I'll have you both thrown in prison for this. She's right, Ravelli. We're in no position to bargain. But uh, perhaps, Mrs. Thorndyke, you could see your way clear to making it around hundred. Then why should you want such a sum? Well, that should just about cover my bail. Make yourself comfortable in the cell, boys. You could be there for quite a while. <laughs> but, Warden, you, you can't treat a man like this. Ravelli, yes. A man? No. <laughs> a man. I, I want to do a deal with the DA's office. I'll get Ravelli to plead guilty. Then defend him myself. That way he'll never get out. 
This is a no good. He can't hear you no more. Don't worry, Ravelli. I have an idea that will get us out of here in no time. An idea so brilliant in its legal complexity, but yet so deceptively simple, only a flywheel could have thought of it. Hey, that's just what we need. Ravelli? Yes, boss. Start digging. You have been listening to Flywheel, Seister, and Flywheel with Michael Roberts as Groucho Marx as Waldorf T. Flywheel and Frank Lazarus as Chico Marx as Emmanuel Rivelli. Also starring Lorelei King and Graham Holdry. The music was arranged and conducted by David Berman. The script was written by Matt Perrin and Arthur Sheetman and was adapted by Mark Brissenden. The producer was Dirk Mann.